Hello, this is season one, episode four. So far in this season, we've been exploring the idea of orientation and the importance of knowing yours when designing, renovating or building your home. And we've talked about northern and eastern orientations and sunlight. In this episode, we're going to be talking about all things south. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. So often, homeowners tell me when they're planning their project that there are just so many choices. There seem to be a world of options out there and each choice leads to more choices. I think that the biggest thing that I can do as your undercover architect is to help you simplify those choices and then help you make choices that will lead you to getting it right for your home. Because when 300 options gets narrowed down to three, well, it can certainly make the process a lot less stressful, can't it? And that's what this first season of the podcast is all about. It's about knowing what to choose first and what to prioritise, and then how to work with that choice so that it makes your home as great as it can be. So far, we've spoken about how the most important thing to know is orientation. When you know this and you choose it as the first thing you need to get right, then the other decisions will be simpler as a result. In episode two, we went through northern orientation and northerly sunlight. And in the last episode, in episode three, we explored easterly sunlight and we looked at eastern orientation. This episode and the next deal with the two most challenging orientations, south and west. So let's dive in. Let's talk about all things south. Now, firstly, I'll share with you what southern sunlight is like. And remember, I'm talking from the southern hemisphere. So if you're in the northern hemisphere, just substitute north when you hear south and vice versa. Then I'll take you through what rooms should be located on the south and what rooms shouldn't. And lastly, I'll outline some strategies to help you make your home great if it faces south to rear. So what do we need to know about southern light? Now, as I said, I'm talking from Australia in the Southern Hemisphere. So our sun rises in the east, sets in the west, and it moves through the north. Which means that our south-facing orientation does not face the moving sun, does it? Well, yes and no. (laughs) If you listened to the last episode where I talked about all things east, you'll remember that I mentioned that the sun rises in different positions each day. So from the spring equinox, which in the Southern Hemisphere is around September 22, through to the autumn equinox, which is around March 22, the sun actually rises south of east. I'm going to try and describe this verbally, but if this is confusing, just head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash south, and I've got some images there to explain this visually for you. Now, if you think of a compass as a clock, so where east is number three on the clock, south is at six, okay, the position of the rising sun, it will actually get around to where four or five is on the clock, depending on where you're located geographically. And the same goes for the setting sun. So on the equinox, the sun will set at where nine is on the clock or due west. But then from the spring equinox through to the autumn equinox across that warmer part of the year, the sun will be setting somewhere around 
you know, between basically where seven and nine are on the clock as it moves south of west. So even though our sun doesn't move through the south, there are times of year when you will get direct sunlight from the southeast in the morning and from the southwest in the afternoon. And if we think about southern light generally, it's a low glare, non-directional light. So no radiant heat normally, just even ambient light except for those times of the year I just mentioned where it sneaks around on those eastern and western edges and the quality of it changes quite dramatically. And this is one of the things that's not great about southern light. Because the position of the sunrise and sunset changes throughout the year, there are points where the sun that comes from the south can be quite harsh, especially during summer afternoons when the setting sun packs some serious heat because it's had all day uh, up in the air to warm up and it's bringing that all home to you as it sets. So this is one of the challenging things about south-facing light, dealing with it at the edges during those hotter times of the year. And this may come to bear for you if your home doesn't face due south, for example, but it faces southeast or southwest. The other thing that's not great is that southern light provides no radiant heat whatsoever. So anything that actually faces this direction can be a source of heat loss from your home, which is great in summer, but not so great in winter. How do we shade and shelter from southern light? When we talk about shading and sheltering from southern light, we're actually having to think about those edges, those warmer mornings and afternoons when the rising and setting sun can cause problems for our home. So that rising and setting sun that's shining in on the edges of our southern orientation, it comes in really low and horizontal. And if you recall from our last episode, horizontal sun requires vertical shade to block it and to shade it from coming into our homes. So this is where fins or angled screens and panels can be really helpful in blocking out the sun at certain times of the year. And they can be sized and angled accordingly, and then they can help you get access to the ambient southern light, which is actually a really lovely quality, whilst keeping out that harsh sun at the eastern and western edges of your southern orientation. What rooms need to be facing south and what rooms don't? Well, because southern light is low glare, constant and ambient light, it can be perfect for offices and studies. Think of those rooms of our home where direct light can be actually detrimental for their functionality. A southern orientation can be definitely more suitable for them. As an aside, often art galleries will focus on capturing southern light because it's an even, cool light. And the lack of direct, radiant beams of sun actually helps paintings last longer and not be degraded by strong sunshine. And it helps you see the paintings more clearly because they're not being impacted by direct shafts of light. So think about how that kind of idea of sunlight and internal natural lighting could be translated to your home. If you're not a fan of waking to strong morning light, putting bedrooms on the south side of your home can be a really good choice. And of course, garages, bathrooms, laundries, storage areas and other service parts of our home that don't need direct sunlight, they can be good to put on the southern side of your home as well. Ideally, you're not putting your main living areas on the south side of your home. If your home faces south to rear though, then keep listening because I'll help you with some design strategies to manage that. So does your home face south? Well, remember when I talk about the direction a home faces, I mean the direction it faces to rear. Now, having a south-facing home or southwest or south 
east facing home, it can be one of the most challenging orientations to deal with. And this is for a couple of reasons. Firstly, in Australia or in the Southern Hemisphere, having a south facing home means that the sun will actually be moving around the front or the street side of your home. So if you're putting your living areas at the rear facing onto your back garden and your outdoor entertaining areas, then the sun's never going to be moving past them directly. It will actually be behind them. So if all of your windows and glass doors are looking out onto your back garden and facing that southern orientation, they won't be receiving any direct sunlight into them and it will all be on the front of your home. Secondly, this orientation can also mean that your own home will be casting a shadow over your back garden. As the sun moves across the front of your home, your home will be overshadowing your back garden. And just how much depends on the time of year and how big and tall your home is. Now, this isn't a total disaster, okay, because there are ways around this and things that you can do and design strategies that you can use. And when you use these, you can still have a home that feels great, even though it's south-facing. And I'll take you through a few of these now. If you head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash south, I've got some images of projects there to help illustrate these strategies for you. Or just head to the show notes and you can get that link. So let's go through them now. I've got five main strategies that you can consider if you're trying to design a home, a new home or a renovation that faces south to rear. So design strategy number one is to get northern light from above. Okay, so your living areas may face south and your glass windows and doors may face south looking out to your garden. So what can you do to bring northern light in from the other side of these spaces? If you're renovating, you could create a living room extension that is taller than your existing house. And then you can use high level glass and voids to bring northern light in at the rear and into those living spaces. And this strategy will work for you if you're building a new home as well. Design strategy number two is to get northern light in from the sides. So can your extensions or your new living areas or the way that you design your new home, can those those living areas actually be wider than the front part of the home. If they sneak out wider, then they can actually get northern or northeast facing windows that will bring that northern light into the rear of those south facing living spaces. Design strategy number three is to think of your home seasonally. In hotter climates, the south facing living room can actually be a really good choice for cooling your home in those warmer months. However, it won't work very well in winter. So this is where you can start to think seasonally about your home. Sometimes we feel that we have to get every room working every day of the year. And yes, in an ideal scenario, that's great. However, some sites and some homes make that challenging to achieve. So if you're creating two living spaces in your home, Look at whether one can face south and then one can face north or northeast. If you put the kitchen between them as a connecting zone, then you have the flexibility to use them based on what time of year it is. You can use one that's south facing in the warmer months where it accesses all of your outdoor living areas in the garden and you're likely to be sort of interacting with those outdoor spaces a lot more regularly. And then in the cooler months, when you actually want to kind of hunker down in your house and feel cosy and snug, you can be in the north facing one, getting that beautiful winter warming sunlight that's coming in on the north or the northeast side of your home. If you provide cross ventilation and open connection between those two seasonal spaces as well, then that will help the airflow generally through your home and bring cooling or warming breezes through the home overall and help both those spaces. Design strategy number four is to flip your floor plan. (laughs) 
Now, it's a standard approach that we put our living spaces at the rear and that we connect them to a rear back garden. It's just kind of how it gets done in whether we're renovating or extending. However, it may be possible to flip your floor plan and then what you'll be doing is you'll actually be placing your main indoor or outdoor living areas at the front of your home so that they face the north. Then you can actually design your home and your landscaping and your fencing so that you can provide privacy from the street into those living areas. And you can achieve great privacy by doing certain things. And if you have a look at the website, I've got some example projects there to show you. But that means that you can get these private north-facing living areas that will actually be looking out to your street and they'll have no overshadowing because you won't have a neighbour a neighbor immediately in front of you. You'll be getting this lovely, great outlook north over your street. Design strategy number five is to shape your floor plan. So making the most of northern sunlight doesn't always mean having full frontal exposure to the northern sun. Remember, the sun's actually moving in an arc through the sky. And because of this, we can grab sunlight over the top of other structures or parts of our home. If you create a C-shape or an L-shape floor plan that puts a single story at the front of your block, and then you leave an open courtyard space behind it that you then wrap the rest of your home around, this will allow northern sun to actually shine over the top of the front part of your home and into that courtyard space. And then you can wrap your living spaces around that courtyard or that outdoor area. Creating a C-shape or an L-shape floor plan where you put a single story part of your home onto the street and then you leave an open courtyard behind it. What will happen then is that the northern sunlight will shine over the top of that single story and into that open space behind it. And then you can wrap your living spaces either in a C or an L around that outdoor courtyard space and you can then get access to the northern light coming in to those spaces. The single part of your home that's sitting up against the street, that will actually privatise those outdoor areas from the street as well. So again, head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash south for images of projects that will look at ways that these five strategies have been used to make sure that Northern Light is still coming into homes, even though they may face south. So what happens if you get this wrong and what can go wrong? Well, let me illustrate with an example. I'm working on a project at the moment. It's a boutique acreage uh, subdivision development in northern New South Wales. And the main view is to the south, the southeast and the east. And it's an incredible view. It looks out over the coastline and over all of the low-lying farmland that's still in that area and some more dense sort of suburbs, areas and lakes. It's really, really stunning. So it makes sense that homeowners are going to create homes that open up to that view where all of the living areas are open up to that south, southeast and easterly view and the outdoor areas are too. However, a view will only get you so far in feeling great in your home. If your home never feels warm in winter without artificially heating it and the parts of your home that don't need or benefit from northern light are all arranged along the northern edge of your home, they'll be blocking all of that beautiful light from getting where it needs to be and where it makes a difference in how your home actually feels. And I know you may think, look, what's the big deal? You know, half the houses in our suburbs have to face south. However, time and time again, from the countless conversations I have with homeowners, this I know for sure. When you enjoy living in a home that's designed to make the most of its northern sun, whatever direction the home actually faces, 
you'll never want to go back. I'm really serious about this because when you live with this beautiful northern sunlight every day, you you actually notice certain things about it. You notice those shafts of light that enrich your spaces and that make you feel better. I've seen it time and time again. Once homeowners know this and they've experienced it, they never want to go back. So thinking that you can't have this at your place just because you have a south-facing home or block, this is where you can get it wrong. What happens when you do get it right, when you create clever solutions to deal with a southern orientation for your home? South-facing sites and homes, as I've said, they do require a specific approach so that they feel great still and that they can open up to that northern light. You just have to take a slightly different approach to be sure that you can grab northern sunlight. And it's the northern sunlight that helps your home be comfortable year-round. It's those direct shafts of sunlight filling your home with that beautiful quality of light that improves your well-being and your health overall. So have a think about those five design strategies outlined. Which one of those might work with your project? Would a combination of them be a solution? Remember to head to the website and you can get inspired there seeing other projects and how they've utilised these strategies to make sure they're getting northern light into their homes. I've also got some homework for you to take away. Most likely if you're building or you're renovating soon or you're planning uh, in the planning stages at the moment, you'll be collecting ideas and you're probably finding images that you love online or you're collecting from magazines. Start actually having a look and noticing the natural light in the images that you're drawn to. Notice how spaces are opening to the outside, to the sunlight. How is the sunlight entering rooms? Is it, a, is it a direct shaft? Is it a more even glow? What's being done to shade it, to block it, and to protect interiors from its heat while still letting in its light? I often find that homeowners think that they're falling in love when they're seeing these images in magazines and online. They, they feel like they're responding to and being drawn to finishes or materials or the way that spaces are arranged. And that is certainly part of it. But usually the images where we are responding to the most strongly are the ones that have beautiful light with sunlight that we actually wish to have in our homes that we're planning and we're dreaming of. Don't relinquish this just because your home faces south or southeast or southwest. Don't think that you can't have this in your place. It will just require some clever design strategies to achieve. And the idea is to know that first so that you know what you need to know to design it and to put what you need to wear so that you can make your home work. So that's all things south. As I said at the start, a south-facing orientation can be one of the more challenging orientations to deal with. As I said also though, it's not impossible. Remember that south-facing light is great for that low glare, even and constant ambient light. Then look for ways to still get northern light into your spaces and manage that northern sunlight to keep your home comfortable and not let it cook your home too much. Deal with the sun at the edges, okay, the southeast and that southwest sun that needs vertical shade to protect your home from. In the next episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what you need to know about Western light and how to design for a west facing orientation. And that will round out the four compass directions of north, east, south and west. But we're not done yet, okay? There's a few more things that I want to share with you in this first season to help you learn what matters most and what decisions to prioritise in order to make your home great. Until then, head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash south. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. 
Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll be the first to know about new episodes and you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, the Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.